Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Portions of the Orders Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's 105 in Edmonton. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Game night at Rogers Place. The Edmonton Oilers and Doug Waits, New York. Islanders. The second hour of orders now brought to you by Digitex. Chorus uses Digitex for their copiers and printers. Their service is excellent. Straight off to our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline. We are pleased to be joined by Edmonton sporting icon, uh, former Edmonton Oilers, former New York Islander, part owner of the Spruce Grove. Uh, what do they call now? The Spruce Grove Saints. I think they're a pretty good team. I know Wayne Gretzky was uh, telling us about them on the plane the other day, so that must be a good thing. Ryan Smith joins us right now. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm well, Bob. How are you? Uh, good, good. Uh, Louie was telling some stories about when Wayne Gretzky came into the St. Louis Blues and Kelly Buckberger knocked out the uh, the uh, the great one with an elbow. I'm pretty sure you were playing in that game. Oh, yeah, I was. I tell you, this Buckberger... Not only is he uh, a team team guy, he just uh, he, he did everything for for the for the group really, and uh, you know, it didn't matter who you were, whether you're the great one or the or the toughest guy in the NHL. This guy uh, stuck up for his teammates, and uh, that's why he's a true leader. All right, uh, <laughs> I mean, you grew up an Oilers fan. What were you were you thinking? This might be a long night. Now they got a pretty tough team over there. It was a different game back then, wasn't it, Ryan? Well, you know how much Bucky and I are good buddies and um, how much he was a huge mentor in my career. But I think at that point, I probably wanted to beat him up because he was doing that to to the great one. Uh, oh, funny stuff, funny stuff. Uh, this this is interesting, and you know what it's like, though. I, I'm trying to recall, in, in 06, 07, when you got moved to the Islanders, did you come back with New York into Edmonton, or was it the next year? No, it was the next year with uh, Colorado. With Colorado, so yeah. you didn't have a, a similar experience. But you did play for both organizations, uh, both storied past from the 1980s, obviously, uh, and they've got some terrific uh, offensive players uh uh, you missed out on John Tavares. He was drafted, obviously, in 2009, and you were in Colorado at that point. But I know you keep an eye on them, and uh, it, it should be a, a fun and exciting hockey game. You know Jordan Eberle, obviously. He was a teammate of yours uh, with the Oilers as well. It's going to be a special night for him, isn't it? No question. I think anytime you face your old rivalry, your old team, you want to rise to the level or rise to the task. And, and uh, I know Evans is going to do that from his part. He's uh, he's an Alberta boy. Uh, he wants. I'm sure he's got some family and friends in. Uh, but more importantly, he wants to get himself into the playoff uh, position. There, I think they're what six points out. They heard. Yeah, something like so, that. Yep. Yeah, but 
I think, you know, and, and same for Strom. He's going to do the same. He's going to do his best to, uh, you know, say, hey, you shouldn't have traded me. But the, things like that happen in, in professional sport. At the end of the day, it's uh, they're playing for uh, for the, the the best interests of the hockey club. And uh, I'm sure both players will be doing that. We're joined by former Oiler Ryan Smith. He played over 1,200 games in the National Hockey League, close to 400 goals, over 800 points during the course uh, of his career. How diff- Let me ask you this. You spend uh, you, you know, your entire career with Edmonton, uh, which was a long time, like 12, uh, you know, 11 or 12 seasons to that point. You, you're, you're having a terrific year back in 06, 07. I, you know, I know you're a little bit shocked when you ended up thinking about it uh, over the course of the 24 hours before you flew out of town after the trade deadline that year. How difficult was it for you to get acquainted going to a new organization into a new lineup? Well, I think I was so naive about it, Bob, in regards to not knowing the tasks of the, the contract side of things because I didn't really care about the contract side of it. I, I cared about playing on the on the ice surface and worrying about winning hockey games uh, with my teammates. And um, I didn't honestly think a trade was going to happen. Right uh, now, now saying that, I mean, yeah, I was in disbelief. And uh, I think I've told this before in regards to when I got traded over there and getting there and settled in. Mike Sillinger, which is one of my good buddies now, and and uh, I got to know. Through playing with uh, uh, Team Canada over the course of my career, he he was a big part of uh, and instrumental of me just sort of relaxing, settling in, and and focusing on on the Islanders because you know this is my childhood team. This is my you know I didn't want to leave and and so on. But uh, it was great to have teammates like uh, like uh, like Silly and and uh, I think uh, Hunter was there. Um, you know, Teddy Nolan was our coach. He was rallying us up and getting us geared up for playoffs. So, and, and they gave up a lot, and I wanted to go and perform to the best of my abilities. Obviously, my mindset wasn't at that level when I first got there, but it, as uh, a week or so got on, and I just felt more comfortable. You had a ton of former winners there. I mean, Marislav Shaitan was with the Islanders at yep. that point. Tom Pody was there. Uh, Mark Andre Bergeron, who was a part of your your DNL six. I, I'm not sure if at the same time Mike York was there, but he played on the team during the course of that season. So there there were a lot of former Edmonton Oilers with that hockey club in New York when you went there. Yeah, and um, even Yashin was there too. I mean, yeah, but uh, we had uh, we had some key players that uh, got us into the playoffs. And at the end of the day, that's uh, you know as a, as an organization, you want to get to that level of being in the playoffs because everything becomes equal after that. Unfortunately, we lost uh, in five to Buffalo. We're joined by Ryan Smith, a former Edmonton Oiler, played with the New York Islanders as well. Well, if anybody knew how to, to help a player transition after a trade, you'd have to say it'd be Mike Sillinger because he got traded a lot. Wasn't it 13 times? Uh, he, I, it's, I lost track, right? Detroit. <laughs> he's part of the greatest draft class in NHL history for one team in Detroit, and he's the guy that went in the first round. But it's the guys that came after that everybody talks about way back in 1989, right, Ryan? I mean, yeah. they got Nick Lindstrom in the third round, Fedorov in the fourth round, Dallas Drake in the sixth round. Uh, Konstantinov in the 11th round that year. Even the boogeyman, Bob Bugner, went oh my in the gosh. second round. Yeah. Like, they had some, that was a hell of a draft. I oh, mean, my goodness. There were so many great players back then. And, 
and still are to this day. But, uh, you know, obviously, uh, who was it? Uh, Michelle Petit is another guy that's been. Yeah, he got it. He, he had a cut. Were you uh, on the team when he was in Edmonton? Yes, I, th- I was. Yeah, back was. like 95, 96, I think he was here. Maybe 94, yeah. 95. Bobby Dallas. Bobby Dallas, remember that name? Yeah, he bounced he around. You guys Dulles. added him. He, you added him for the playoff run the one year, maybe ninety nine two thousand, right? I think so. I think yeah. that's when it was. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Ryan Smith joining us in Oilers now. So it was it was a little bit of a deal, and and so you get traded to the Islanders, and then you end up signing with Colorado. You come back with Colorado into Edmonton, and you know you're beloved in this marketplace, basically by everybody other than me. But you're beloved. <laughs> <laughs> we always we always joke about them, but like you know, the fans love you. It was uh, was it hard to come back here that first time? Well, I'll, I'll just say this: first off, uh, Donnie Metz did an awesome job with the video tribute. Um, you know, eleven and a half years in one organization. You know, it doesn't happen very often. I think there's a few guys for sure that have gone the whole organization, but. Uh, you know, it was very emotional. Um, it was it was hard to to know or, or to know which direction I was going at times. I mean, uh, yeah, coming out through the tunnel uh, by the Zamboni uh, instead of coming through the, the the benches. You know, a lot of disarray for sure. And uh, uh, I had my wife there. My kids were back in Colorado at the time, but my wife uh, Stacy came up and supported me on that. And obviously, had some family and friends in town, so. Yeah, it was emotional, but uh, I think as uh, the next couple games coming through, I think I settled into to my game and uh, and get her going. Yeah, we're joined right now by Ryan Smith. Uh, you played with Jordan. You know what type of guy he is. Uh, uh, when you returned to the organization, that would have been in in 2011 because I remember the draft ha- or the trade happened the day after the draft. So the orders had got Nuge on the Friday, drafted the rest of the guys on the Saturday, and then the deal for you got consummated on the Sunday. But I remember conversations about it taking place on the Friday. You come back in, and uh, that first year, 11-12, you had a real good start that year. The team started 9-3-2. and Jordan scored 34 goals and had 76 points that year. So strong argument can be made. I mean, Taylor Hall, obviously, dynamic player too, Ryan. Yep. But that season, I mean, Ryan, uh, it's got to be said, Jordan Everly was as good as anybody that year. Oh, no question. I was fortunate enough to play with uh, him and Nuge at the time for majority of the, uh, that season. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of chemistry, a lot of fun, and uh, it was great to, uh, to see these kids uh, with the ability and the skill that they still do have to this day. But uh, for me to be a part of that uh, was special. Coming back to Edmonton and playing with these young kids and, you know, help mentor them a little bit. And uh, I enjoyed myself. Uh, I know you keep an eye on it right now. The Islanders are, are trying to fight their way into it. How much have you had a chance to see Matthew Barzell? Uh, I have not a whole bunch, but I have seen him uh, on highlights uh, here and there for sure. Uh, pretty special player. I was talking to, to Bucky about him a little bit. Obviously, uh, as coaches, they always say, "Oh, well, the, you know, he's turn, he turns the puck over." But I said, "Well, Bucky also puts the puck in the net, the other net, so it's uh, uh, there's ways around it for sure." But he's a very special player. Uh, I, I do believe uh, Ebbs has complimented him a bit too, and that helps. Um, as Louis had said, uh, this game is about confidence, and when you get confidence and you you carry momentum to to the next game or next shift. Uh, as you can see with Taylor Hall going uh, the way he's going, yep. you, know, you, ju- you, you just feel it. And it's, it's, uh, it's 
sometimes undescribable, but uh, it's it's uplifting in 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 your 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 game and in in the organization and in your teammates. So. Um, yeah, he's played with a great deal of confidence at Barzell. I have a lot of fun, uh, Ryan, with uh, Jack Michaels and Chris Westcott. They're both American guys uh, debating American politics and American policies and all that. But speaking of Americans, two of my favorite American players all time, and I was kind of I was really behind the scenes when this guy was here, like you know, working, visiting, broadcasts, and that sort of thing. But Doug Wade, Dougie Wade, and Billy Garrett. loved them, loved them. You know that, right? I love oh, those guys. Gosh. They were great, great guys, great guys, awesome teammates. Uh, obviously, we know where Dougie's at right now. And where's Billy? Billy's in Boston, is he not? No, he's in Pittsburgh. He's just sits Pittsburgh. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and you know, guys uh, cared so much about their teammates, but uh, knew what it took to win. And they were both successful, obviously, in winning. And uh, it rubs off when you're around those type of players and and people. Uh, they rub off, and Dougie and Billy are that, and obviously. Dougie surrounded himself with good people, and, and Luke Richardson, Freddie Brathwaite, Scott Gomez, and obviously my good buddy uh, Kelly Buckberger. How much fun would that coaching staff be, Ryan? Uh-oh, there's trouble. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I'm sure they have a few good laughs, and uh, you know, but they 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 do work hard. I know that. I've oh yeah. To Bucky many times, and they work really extremely hard. And they want to get better and. I'm sure they want to, as coaches, win from from the coaching side of it. Obviously, some of them have been successful uh, winning as players, but uh, that's that's probably the next jump for everybody who wants to coach. You know, Ryan, when the Oilers organization was getting criticized back circa, you know, 13, 14, 14, 15, and yep. people would discuss Kelly Buckberger and Old Boys Club, and I, 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 and I debated Bucky, and you know that. I would, yep. We'd have our debates, but the one thing I'd always say, I know for a fact, multiple times he turned down jobs in other organizations as an assistant coach. So this had to have been the right fit for him because I watched Mark Bergevin chase him around in an entire draft <laughs> <laughs> trying to convince well, him to go to Montreal. He's that type of person that, uh, you know, want people want to be around him. And, uh, you know, it does take a lot for him to – because he's loyal to the Oilers. He's been – you know, with him for many, many years. Yep. And he obviously, this is still home for him and Carla. And I think Keaton's still in town. I think Maddie's down in, in, in Calgary now. But they care deeply about this city and this community. And, uh, you know, good for him. But uh, I'm hoping that one day that he can uh, jump up to a head coach. And you never know, maybe him and I can go work together somewhere. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, uh, just before we let you go, the Spruce Grove Saints. We got the first round by, um, and actually I'm having the, uh, the players over tonight. Um, the, the first round starting off here, so we're going to watch on hockey TV and the Oiler game. And, um, yeah, we're just looking forward to uh, uh, the, second, well, the second round and hopefully uh, excelling on from there. But we got a really decent hockey team. Rob Scrooks has done an excellent job as our GM, and uh, Bram Stevens an excellent coach, uh, teacher, student of the game. Uh, it's great to have people like that in place. Hey, how much different is it today, Ryan, just to wrap up? Uh, Ryan Smith joining us. The emphasis on creating a positive environment, uh, how we teach kids today. I mean, think of when you came up in the Western Hockey League and, 
you know, it was, uh, at, hey, it was, at times it could be a bit of a gong show in that league back in the early 1990s. You know, you had some pretty yeah. tough teams, but now it really is all about skill development. Uh, you let guys uh, go. You try to breed offensive confidence in players. You don't try to break kids down and build them up. It's a different time, isn't it? No, it for sure is a different time. But I, I keep the old saying, you know, earn it every day. You come to the rink, you got to earn your spot. And, uh, yes, you got to massage them a little bit more, uh, you know, because there's so much uh, highly skilled hockey players uh, compared to when uh, I broke in. Um, not to say that there wasn't some skill back then. It's just, I think, a different uh, different era for sure. But earn it every day and uh, enjoy uh, every, every opportunity that you get. Ryan, great stuff. Thanks for joining us on Oilers Now. Bob, thanks for having me on. You bet. That is Ryan Smith, Edmonton sporting icon. He teased you there. Yes, he did. 121 at Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. I got a ton of texts from Ryan Smith and Louis DeBrus appearances today on Oilers Now. We'll get to some of those. Uh, 130 today. We'll get into NHL today. Still got to do trivia. Still got to tell you about this day in Oilers history as well. Lots to get to. Still coming up on Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. It's 125 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. A reminder that every Wednesday night is date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. We are in Ice District at Rogers Place, where tonight the Edmonton Oilers play the New York Islanders. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Cal out of Fort McMurray says, Bob, it was great to hear from Ryan Smith. He's a class act person. He deserves to have his number 94 raised to the rafters. One of my favorite Oilers of all. That one comes to us from uh, Cal. Um, Topher says, hey, Bob, just wondering the next time when you have a former player on, could you ask him if times have changed? Thanks from Topher. Topher loves to keep me... Uh, honest. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Email us, Oilers Now at 630-CHED-TALK. Boy, Topher has, like, we, we've got about 600 texts since the show started. I think to, uh, Topher has uh, sent us about 200 of them. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Trent says, Bob, Smitty was the man. Trent out of St. Paul. Wish the current team had more of his work ethic. Uh, wish him and his family the best always. Was the saddest trade deadline ever. Hard for an organization to have heart when they constantly traded away. Smith, Hendricks, etc. Well, Ryan Smith would always accept a portion of the culpability uh, in the ultimately what happened in that trade. He'd be the first to, to say maybe the, there had been a do-over, and he was given that do-over because the orders brought him back at one point. Again, you can uh, text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers. Now, as for Matt Hendricks, he was not traded. He just was not re-signed. And I do think the Oilers have missed Matt a little. But 
look, the, the, the primary reason why the Oilers are in the position that they're in is they're 30th in the league in save percentage, and they're 31st in power play and 31st in penalty kill. Goaltending and special teams. You can be a good five-on-five team, and the Oilers were for a large part of the season. They've dropped off of late. But they haven't got the stops, and they haven't done a good enough job in their special teams. And that's been the major thing that has undermined the success of the hockey team this season. Case in point, Connor McDavid leads the NHL in even strength scoring. Three on three, four on four, five on five. McDavid's more than 10 points up on Nikita Kucherov. Leon Dreisettle is eighth in the same statistic. That tells you a lot about the team. Got to do a better job a little bit uh, in some other areas. In those areas, I had somebody say to me this morning from another market that if one of those things was better, either the save percentage or the penalty killing or the power play, so usually the save percentage is tied to the penalty killing, uh, that the owners would be fighting for a playoff spot instead of being out of it. There's a degree of truth to that. But you can't have both the power play and the PK struggle and obviously 30th in the league and save percentage. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. NHL Today coming up. Oh, we're going to do a little bit of trivia as well. This is Oilers Now.